Okay, Joanne, how about now? That's pretty good. Okay, we're getting a little better then. <laughs> like I said, we can go to the moon, but... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that always cracks me up. Hello again and welcome to the Vibe, a special bonus pod edition presented by Vibeland Media. My name is Cassidy Fletcher, your host and the guy that will literally cut a rug on the dance floor. Coming up shortly, I'll be joined by my co-host, Bryce Crawford. Today we will also be joined by a very special guest. She's a choreographer, director, an acting coach, and a producer. It's Joanne Jansen. She is one of the most sought-after talents in the industry, and as a choreographer and movement coach, she has collaborated with some of Hollywood's finest talent uh, out there. Before we jump into the interview, we have a bit of housekeeping to get to. If you are in the Oklahoma City area and you like to bowl and you're listening to this on or before April 20th, then sign up for the first annual Vibland Super Bowl at the Dust Bowl under Fassler Hall in Midtown, Oklahoma City. There are multiple ways to sign up and participate from coming out and enjoying the food and beverages to competing in bowling tournaments as an individual or in teams of three or in six. Everything takes place on Saturday, April 20th from 7 to 11 p.m. at the Dust Bowl. Again, that's underneath Fassler Hall in Midtown, Oklahoma City. We'll have a link to the Eventbrite page that breaks down all the info and pricing in the episode description. We hope to see you there. Also, make sure you are following us on social media at The Bible Podcast and at Vibland Inc. on all platforms. Those links will also be in the episode description. And as always, visit Vibland.io for more information on The Vibland Project. That's V-I-B-E-L-A-N-D dot I-O. And without further ado, here's Joanne Jansen. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Vibe. We've got a very special guest with us today, Joanne Jansen. Joanne, how's it going? I'm great. How are you? Ha- having a good time here in Oklahoma. and uh, oh, That's where you are. I didn't even know that. All yeah. the way out here in Oklahoma. You are in California. Is that correct? L.A. area? I am in Los Angeles. Mm, we have a few artists out there right now, in fact. Shout out Matt Swagnew. But yeah, um, so Joanne, um, now tell me if I miss a few titles here, but choreographer, director, acting coach, and producer. Um, Correct. Seems like you wear a lot of hats. You do a lot of things, as most creative people do. Um, Yeah, there's no other way. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Would you tell us a little bit more about how you got involved in the entertainment industry? Um, Well, I started as a dancer in New York, 
as a, a young age, ball, you know, ballerina, New York City ballet. Then I got tired of wearing a tutu around 15. <laughs> and then so I quit and not bending at the waist. And, right, uh, right. <laughs> and then you hit 23 I, and then the tutu is okay again. <laughs> But I just decided, you know, I don't know, just wasn't right anymore. And so I quit for a while. Then I got back into dance um, kind of after high school. Uh, Also, in that point, I had lived in Havana, Cuba. So I had some other kind of dance influences. I would say so. Yeah. Quite lively uh, dance influences. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then I just started dancing in New York again and and then when I was doing that with three or four companies, and then I started to do my own choreography. And then by the end of my dance career, I started uh, directing theater and opera in New York. And so a friend of mine who was a producer, he did Pulp Fiction and stuff like that, asked me to work on a very small film with a kid who was acting opposite of Sam Jackson. And I didn't know anything about <laughs> film. Yeah, I'm like going, okay. <laughs> but he said also the director was kind of new. I said, okay, you know, I can, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll do it. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> so I, I kind of, after that, I got hooked, is the truth. And I did a couple of movies in New York. And then one of them brought me out to Los Angeles. And basically, I kind of said, this is the volume of where the work starts. Right. I just, you know, you're done with dance and theater in the sense of you've done not as much as you can do but this so intrigued me that the you know it's a plastic medium you can do anything you want right it doesn't depend on live bodies you know (laughs) (laughs) just moving around indeed yeah i'm going so i stayed and that's fortunately coming from new york gave me a great pedigree right and so is there a lot of difference between the new york and la entertainment scene yeah, I would say it's huge. I mean, because mostly I would say New York is live theater. And yes, there are films there, but once again, they all get started here by the big studios. And then they go there if they're going to work there. I see. And it's also a different culture. I mean, New York, there's only one New York. And it's very artist-based with all that stuff. I mean, they just look at you differently. They respect you differently. And it's, you know, it's live. It's theater. I mean, theater is not film. You know, that's the real difference. I'm I'm sure there's special uh, difficulties that come come up, challenges that are unique to filmmaking. What what are some of those uh, challenges that you that you had to face? coming from live uh, to doing it on the big screen? Yeah, there's quite a bit. Look, the truth is I'm a kind of a fast learner, and I do have a doctorate in psychology, so it tends to make me to be an observer. So those first few sets I worked on, it was very clear to me that I better understand all the, the arms of this monster. So I really had to learn each department. Yes, there are departments in theater, but it's a little different on a film. I can even know how I would say it's different, but it is. I didn't know it, so I needed. I knew I needed to pay to observe everything. So that's kind of how I did it, and just sort of idiotically said, "Oh, sure, I can do that." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'll do that." So, and then maybe that's not very specific, but it's just different kind of machine. 
basically, and you have to plug into it. I see. Is there any particular moment that you reflect back upon in your career in the entertainment industry that you can point to and say, hey, that is when I really made it to the next level? Um, or you were a part of a project maybe that really accelerated your career to the next level? I, I mean, it's a good question, but I'm not sure I can answer it. I mean, I got to hang out with Clinton Tarantino because that producer I told you about, sure. worked with him, and he was very, very influential. I mean, he stuck me in Pulp Fiction. I was just hooked. And, and I think that after that, then I worked with John Travolta. And he just said, you got to do this. This is great. You're good at it. I said, okay. (laughs) I, you know, I said, well, you have a choreographer. I know that person. Why don't you want to use her again? Because until you fire her and she's gone for a while, I'm not stepping in. And I said, so what was wrong with her? See, that's kind of my nature. I'll just ask the question. And he said, she's too neurotic. And I thought, ah, so I learned early on not to overload or overstimulate the artist. That's where it's actually very different than theater. Because look, in theater, you have three months to get ready, eight weeks to get ready. You're showing up a week or two before something, making it, putting, on the, putting it on movie star, and that's it. That's all you have. So it becomes truly a way to understand how to give information and how you decide what movement could be made with that skill, that person that has, has that, you know what I mean? And that was a big deal. So I would say both things on fresh, which was the movie with Sam Jackson and then on Michael with John, it just sort of exploded in my head, the possibilities. I love the dance scene in Michael and correct me if I'm wrong, but you are in that scene. Is that correct? I am. They stuck me in the last minute because Nora Ephron goes, oh, no, you should dance. I'm like, I'm not dancing. What would, I'm done with that. What would you call that? That, that? Is it like a shimmy? Is that what that would be called? I have no idea. Uh, what? The You're the choreographer. I just made it up. I mean, you know, the thing is, I try not to do stuff that is categorical categorical but you're right that is it is kind of like that it's the joanne it's a, jansen is what it was <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know my I, I picked the music i just started moving and that's what made sense to me i like i it. mean i thought I, I don't know i mean i, I guess you could call it that <laughs> <laughs> has there ever been a celebrity or anybody that you have worked with that starstruck you you know when you first meet them your perception of who they are is not who they are. So they're just normal people, right? <laughs> yeah, they're just regular people with every the same worries, the same neurosis, the same life problems. I mean, look, when I first met John, he was a dance idol to me. You know, I first met Patrick Swayze and danced with him. I thought, oh my God, I've danced with two of the greats. And it's like my nature is not, I think it's because I come from theater. You know, everybody's the same. It's just an artist trying to make it work. So, yeah, Shirley MacLaine, I go, oh, shit, she's going to bite my head off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, so I don't know if you call that starstruck. I mean, respectful. I'm more, I, I tend to look at somebody's body of work and go, wow, that's, that deserves getting down on one knee and saying thank you, you know? Mm. Who, who is somebody maybe that, uh, 
that surprised you with uh, what they were actually able to do once you started choreographing with them? Gary Busey, probably. Probably Jennifer Aniston. Hey. Uh, She's pretty astounding, actually. I think uh, we got to witness a little bit of that in a movie called We Are the Millers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, she well, that's the double I picked for her, and so Polly, that's not her. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> no, but she just is. She's so open and willing to make what other people might make a fool of themselves. That she was great. That's great, she and that's really great. what it takes is the the willingness to fail, so you can learn, right? I think so. And the thing is, that's the other difference. People from theater are used to falling on their ass and getting back up. You know, on a film set, they just reshoot it. It's a different psychological thing. Mm. An actor might be used to falling on his ass and then having somebody else come over and help him get picked back up. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's a, very, it's a so different animal. I can, I can imagine know? at times you have very difficult a very difficult job, particularly when you work with larger groups, right? Um, well, actually, that's easier because those are generally dancers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And so then, you're, then you you're get, picking. I see. You're picking. You get what you need. I mean, just on Avatar, I had they had these weird things we wanted us to do. Stuff that I'd almost call old-fashioned modern dance. It was like going back home again. I loved it. And at first, they had me do something. And, you know, they give you the people they have what they call a troupe. And they're very, really good, but you can never have them to rehearse because they're always on, on set. So for the second thing, that was very, very odd. <laughs> like I say, old-fashioned modern dance, but weirder, kind of peanut bauchy. And they, I said, I have to hire my own dancers. This isn't working. I need two weeks of rehearsal. And so they let me, and I did it for that one. Then we had to do this kind of war dance that was not a haka, but should feel like that power coming at you. Again, it's invention of movement, which is where I started. So that's why that always seem, doesn't seem weird to me. Like, oh, well, they used to do this. I, I don't care. I'm going to invent the movement. Because right. that's interesting to and, me. Yeah, I had to get rid of the question, what is your favorite dance? And I, <laughs> I just figured you were going to say, I don't know, whatever I make up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, my parents were ballroom dancers. So I love tango. I love to do it. I love tango. to choreograph it. It's beautiful. So and, um, also and salsa. And, yeah, the salsa. So that that makes me think of and Antonio Banderas in another movie that you had a hand in. Oh, he's so. Uh, you know, I should say he's extraordinary. Oh, he is he extraordinarily Jennifer, beautiful. Oh my God, <laughs> guy! In his heart is just like he shared so much so open brought me to his house when they were all fighting and shit just so that he could be comfortable working at home and right the guy is um what i love about him, he's like a dancer he doesn't get tired he just will keep going i mean he's unbelievable you know we were shooting this this scene in that movie um uh and and the the, the, the cinematographer set it all up and they were going to shoot him from behind first and I walk over to the DP and I said, dude, you got to change this now. Why? Well, I said, he's not a kid. This is a hard fucking dance. And you're shooting him from the back first. When, when then you're going to want to shoot his face afterwards. Are you crazy? 
So give the people what they want. Yeah, I mean, listen, he really just looked at me. I said, "You think about that. I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass, but you're going to shoot his face after an entire day of dancing. Really, that's not going to work. It's a close up, and the the screen is 40 feet high. You know what I mean? Not not going to work." So I have to ask you about another movie, and I don't just mean to rattle through your resume, but you really have been a part of some iconic movies. And one that got the most hype once we got the interview with you was Remember the Titans. Um, Oh, I love them. That's the same director as from that very first movie with Ben Jackson. And isn't that beautiful? So the best yeah, work we, will come out of it, you know. Yeah, we, the... we've worked six or seven times. I've produced films for him. But go ahead, ask your question. Yeah, I, I guess I just really wanted to, uh, you know, ask what really goes into choreographing all of that entire movie, I suppose. Like, what, what, what yeah. does that undertaking look like when you're on a film set? Or It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, you know, they call me in and I, I didn't have very much time to do all this. You know, oh, stay here a couple of weeks and do this. And then when I found out how large it was, I went to the director. I said, Bo, you understand? Because I know they're pressuring me. They did. They wanted me to use their person. I said, I have to use her. And we get to the football field. There are 80 football players that. As you well know, they're not going to want to dance. <laughs> and so like, these are real football players. I was coming with the stars that were in the front line who I all I did was got to rehearse them the night before. It was scary as hell. And I just we got in the van and we were laying there. I looked at them after I saw the 80 guys. I turned around. And I said, listen, you assholes, you better do this. Do it right. And if you want to make up a dirty name for a movement, do it. Because whatever going to get them to pay attention, I'm going to be my back to you. So you want to make fun of my butt? I don't care. Whatever you have to do. Because I had to teach them this in 20 minutes. I mean, it's it's unison. It's unison. I said, oh, and, my God. And yet X amount of years later, we have people in our living room that are, you know, motion for motion reenacting multiple... <laughs> And like they, they, it's just iconic. It really is. Mention it, and yeah, they immediately really started breaking it down. Well, you know the other part's funny. You know when they come on the field with the little who, who, oh yeah, <laughs> okay. The director turns to me and goes, "Oh, I need an entrance." Now on the on that second, and I went, "Okay." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I just started moving myself to see what would feel good to whatever music that band music they were playing. And it's just like the actors were so great. I want to end like Ryan Gosling. He's amazing. He would come up and go, come on, let's do that. What do we got? What do we got? And we'd sort of work something out. I that, mean, that's, that's great. What, and that's probably why yeah. his career took off is because he had that probably, ambition. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. Because he's so giving in, in a way. I mean, at least he was with me. I mean, I don't know what he's like with anybody else, but he respects dance. He knows how hard it is. You know, he just he gets it. It's, 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 and you know who else was kind of wonderful was Dakota Fanning when she was little? Because Matt, whatever the name was, the movie I did with her, I can't remember. But um, we were rehearsing. She's like six. And we're, um, she once says, give me a ballet bar, please. So I did. Rehearsed. <laughs> 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 Every little bar, she can do anything. It's okay. But then she rehearsed for three hours. This is a six-year-old. 
with little Al Fanning in the corner trying to, you know, memorize all the steps. And I looked and I said, okay, I think that's enough for today, right? I mean, you must be tired. And she looked and she goes, no, let's do it another half hour at least. I'm not quite, I don't have it yet. Oh, now, my goodness. That's, yeah, that's another thing. And when you look at those two performers, you see why they're ahead of the game. Look, they just, they just love it. And they want to do it. It's beautiful. Speaking of a performer that is ahead of the game and has been for some time, Johnny Depp. And I know that you've worked with him quite intimately before. Um, yeah. You want to, and, and one of my favorite movies, Fear and Loathing, I've got to ask about that. Oh, it's one of my favorite because, by the way, excuse me, Terry Gilliam is a mind you want to get inside of. It's so out there. In, in the best possible way, not a bullshit way. Right. So, you know, we had a great time on that. I mean, Terry and John, Johnny, we, you know, we had all those people in those lizard costumes. And, and he was worried they were getting hot. He would bring them water, fan them in the throat where it was open. But the big heads had to rest on like a ballet bar. They couldn't barely hold them up. Oh, my he goodness. Was, yeah, he was amazing. He would sit there, Joanne, what do you need? What do you need? I said, well, we got to get him some water. And he got so mad at the ADs. What are you doing? These people are dying in these rubber shoes. <laughs> he, he was great. Faster. And Terry was wonderful, especially during that scene. One time he wasn't getting what he wanted. And he said, Joanne, come here and watch me operate the camera and look at the, the monitor. I looked, I watched it. And he goes, what is it that I'm doing that the operator is not doing? I, I, I said, well, you're circuitous and the other guy is linear. He goes, oh, okay, now I know what to say to him. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, how do you not know what to say? <laughs> I go, oh, my God. So I, in a funny way, my point of that story is I think that's why I get to work a lot. I'm kind of not afraid of taking a stab at how I see it sure. and then let them interpret what whatever works for, i don't you know what i mean i don't have, have any ownership on it sure it's okay i'm happy to share <laughs> i wanted to ask you I, I know rango is another one johnny depp but also uh maybe it looks like there's so many digital effects in pirates of the caribbean as well um i wanted to ask you how you feel like technology has changed uh the industry um that you're in well, the truth is, I don't think anybody knows yet. I really don't, because the stuff that we're doing now on Avatar is still is new. It's brand new. People are going to Jim invented a camera so that he could shoot live what would work with the digital. I mean, I can't even I don't even understand what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and are, that's being shot primarily in New Zealand. Is that correct? No, we've been on it for two years doing motion capture here. So he has everybody being captured. The kid I was brought on to is like the only human in Pandora. He's somebody's kid. I don't remember. I'm not supposed to tell you who it is, but it doesn't matter. But hey, everything we won't is tell shot. anybody. Yeah, this is just yeah, us right. talking. About <laughs> <laughs> but the kid has been shooting this. Everybody else, Zoe, Sam, Slang, you know, Stephen Lang, and all those people, Sigourney. We've been shooting for almost two years, and this kid. Is I didn't even get it at first. One day Jim turns to me and said, Joanne, you know, this is just a placeholder for the kid. I said, what do you mean? He said, we're going to shoot all his stuff live in New Zealand. So the movie's been shot, except for the live parts. 
which would be the ships and the soldiers and all that. And this kid, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never leaving this movie. <laughs> Jim goes, you're going out in a wheelchair, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, well, you too, because we're close. <laughs> He's like very funny. He's a funny guy. Oof. Is that but is that the longest that you've ever worked on a on a yes. single project like that? Yeah, who were and yeah. Because you were saying that you know normal most of the time you only get a, a week or two if you're lucky to work with them, and this thing is stretched well, out years. Well, unless unless it's like Shall We Dance or or the Antonio Banderas one, that was like six months. And and remember the Titans was short. That was the short one. Yeah, it looks like the most choreography. Isn't that hilarious? I I wanted to ask you simple question: How many takes does it might it take to get through a an average scene? Not a dance scene, you mean? Like, like a dance scene that you were choreographing, possibly, or or well, it just depends, right? How difficult everything is. I mean, look, I'm super rehearsed, so usually you only have to shoot my dance scenes three or four times at the most just to get different angles. But in, in dramatic scenes, it's different because for the director, once you see it, then you finally get it. Even somebody as experienced as any of them, Jim, whomever, you know, it doesn't matter. Until they see it with live human beings, they don't know what they want. And how could they? It's not just on a page. And I know he wrote it, but until you see the real life of it from the person you've chosen to play these parts, then you, then you get excited and go, Oh, well, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do. So that could go 12 <laughs> takes, you know, because it's just the nature of creativity. Sure. I mean, who knows you know, you can think anything you want in your head, but until you see it live, you really don't know anything. Mm. I think, I mean, that's certainly the way it is for dance. That's why, as I said earlier, I want to have, my own dancers to play with. Cause every time I thought of something and I look at it, I may not keep it. Looks great in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know, so it's, it really does vary. It depends if it's a difficult scene. Sometimes if it's a difficult scene, it goes quicker because the actors are tapped right into it and nobody wants to do it over and over again. I you know, yeah, it's too sure. emotional. Sure. I can understand that. Um, I wanted to ask you what maybe some of your favorite movies or projects uh, are that you haven't been involved in, maybe. That I have not? Is that what you said? Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, some of, um, some of yeah. the info. Yeah. I think Chicago was such a great one. That would have been fun. Mm, Chicago, yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that, but that's a different group of people, <laughs> as it were. Um, I think trying to think i dare not say striptease right or <laughs> <laughs> i know marguerite really well that would have been fun to do um i don't know i mean there's a lot and i'd have to actually look at through imbd to think about can you think of ones that you think are great that i didn't do <laughs> hmm well hell you did a lot of them yeah. <laughs> I know. most That's of the ones that i like uh yeah you were somehow involved in them so yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, there it's all interesting to me because there's one phrase that Cameron uses that I love. And, 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 you know, when something's like stumping, stumping you and you can't think of whatever it is, he said, get out of the emotion and just work the problem. I just love that way of thinking. So but, how, yeah, how, how like is it working with, uh, as you would describing Cameron, <laughs> I wouldn't dare, James Cameron? Oh. 
um, that work, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, that working relationship, um, because he seems like he's a pretty incredible guy from what I can tell. Look, he's a genius. Uh, he has a, this uh, most interesting combination of scientific and creative brain I've seen in a long time. And he's so open to not knowing as well as when you ask him, what is that? What are you talking about? And he'll explain it in detail. So, I mean, I have a very good relationship with him. We work really well together, we laugh at the same things, you know, so it's pretty good. I mean, he just, a lot of people find him very difficult to work with. I don't. Because he's usually on a helicopter going somewhere, right? Well, <laughs> no, he's there. He's there for 14 hours a day. <laughs> when work. he needs to be there, he's there. 100%. Um, yeah, no, he's an interesting guy. Where have been uh, some of your favorite places that your career's taken you to? As in, you mean locale? Yeah, geographically. Oh, well, I think I'm about to go to one. <laughs> this would be the most interesting. <laughs> New Zealand. Ooh, I, I always mean, hear it's so beautiful there. Yeah, it should be pretty stunning. Look, Canada was beautiful, but I grew up in New York City and as a dancer, and it kind of means I toured the entire world. So I've been all over Europe and been to a lot of places, and they're very tied to the experience I was having at the time. So it's more about that, the memories you have of what feels special to you while you're doing what you love. Sure. So it's kind of, I don't know how to answer that. Sorry. <laughs> Just fine. Just fine. I love everything. What are what are some of uh, maybe what would be a piece of advice that you would give young artists considering a similar ca uh, career path as yourself in the entertainment industry? Well, a couple of things. One, I'd say don't look for a recipe because that's disastrous. Everybody's different. Whatever you have, and if you don't know what it is, which I certainly didn't understand in the beginning, just keep doing that and be tenacious. Don't give up. You know, the, I tell you, I hate, I hate when somebody says, I'm late because there was traffic. You know, my answer to that is you might as well dig the hole and step in. You're not going to get anywhere. The people I like to work with who are there a half an hour before I say, because I don't know, I might want all of a sudden, I just, I don't like, I want them warmed up and ready. And what happens nowadays is a lot of kids are very, if they've been on TV shows, I generally won't hire them. I don't care how skilled they are, their heart's in the wrong place. It's too, I don't know, I don't like it. I say you got to keep going and not worry about when you get fame. It never occurred to me that I was working towards something, by the way. <laughs> So on, on that, I wanted to ask you what truly motivates you and drives you to continue doing what you're doing day in and day out to get there that 30 minutes early and, and to push yourself that extra it. step. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's ephemeral. I just love it. So it wouldn't occur to me to behave any other way. Sure. And I'm, I'm a listen, I'm aggressive. I, you know, in the sense of I want to do anything that's possible to do. And in order to do that, that's what it takes. I mean, no one's going to go, oh, well, I'm so glad you're here. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, you just have to be, you have to show up 100% because the big kids know when you're fearless and able to make, fall on your ass and get back up again. Sure. They know that personality. Sure. I mean, that, that's what I really think. And when people are, you know, there are people, I know this one dancer, she's so amazing, but she always was in the sidelines. Never always kind of stood back. And I had used her when I did this World Expo show in China. And I said to her, why are you always skulking in the back? 
And she goes, well, you know, it didn't really, you know, we all know why that's not good enough. I said, well, it's not working for you. I picked you because you have a particular skill, but that personality makes me nervous. And she came back and she said, I just wanted you to know I was self-sufficient. And she was, because I sent them over there for six months. Never got one complaint from her. So it's helpful to address people, but she did never got where she wanted to get because she's not aggressive. So if they like me, they'll pick me. Oh, yeah, good luck. There are 3,000 people standing on your back. You know, it's not going to happen. You have to put yourself out there no matter what. And that's a very hard thing for anybody to do. I don't care what your career is. It's hard. You know, it takes you a lot of courage. Gonna, yeah, you're going to – exactly. It takes courage and it takes – a certain kind of tenacity that I have to say you're probably either born with or not. Mm. I really do because you can't teach people certain qualities. You know, that person isn't courageous because somebody taught them how to be courageous. They just are. Indeed. I, I, that's my feeling about it. I want to I want to ask you one more brief one. Um, I wanted to know what you wanted to be most remembered for once it's all at the end of your career, once you're ready. To oh run. my God. <laughs> I know. I, 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 that, um, I shouldn't laugh. It's a, it's a reasonable question, but I don't know. It's just that I was good, that I was good. And that you loved what you did. And that I love what they do. Exactly. I can tell you love what you do and that's important. I don't know why anybody would do anything because for a long time you I mean, you dance in New York for 15 to 20 years and you're making $300 a week. You better fucking love it. Oops, not supposed to cuss, am I? Ah, that's okay. We've got a, an explicit rating on our podcast, so you can say whatever <laughs> <Okay>. you like. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you got to love something. You can't go, when am I going to get famous? When am I going to make more money? It's just, that's such the wrong end to come into the tunnel. Right. It's not going to work. You're going to get water coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, if, if you love something, you are going to work hard at it. You work hard at it. You're going to eventually be good at it. You're good at it. You can do you make money doing it. Well, yeah, or you don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it sounds cold, but it's the truth. I know really some people who are really good, and they don't because that weird ephemeral other qualities that it takes. That nobody can really define. Yeah, the X <laughs> factor, right? The X factor. It's, yeah, it really is. It's like, why, why me? Why not that girl over there? I don't know. I mean, I'm ambitious, but so are a lot of other people. <laughs> so I don't know. That's a, that's the that's the question for the ages, isn't it? You I mean you ask a basketball player that, and you probably look and go, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they don't. They just do it. They do, do, do. And then there's a person who gives up. And that's that. Gone. It's over. So there you go. And uh, I want to talk to you about a, a movie that was uh, pretty close uh, to you, and you were very much involved in um, all aspects of it, uh, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. How, yeah. how did that come about and how well, did, did your story get told in that way because it's incredible well here's what's funny you're gonna laugh first of all, it took about seven years that first producer i was telling you about we worked on that for seven years and then really what it came down to i mean just to get somebody to look at it and at first bring up harvey weinstein <laughs> he, you know he's a funny guy because 
Natalie Portman wanted to do it, but she didn't want to do it with that name. She wanted to do it with just Havana Nights. And Harvey thought he knew more and thought he could make money off the franchise, said no. It was heartbreaking because she would have been incredible for the, all the obvious reasons. But the truth is, somehow we convinced him. He liked me, not in that weird way, thank God. But <laughs> he just, he believed me. I mean, he really did. I said, Harvey, come on, get, get, cough up some money. This is a good story. So what was the uh, what was the production of of making that? Uh, you said it was a, a very involved process. Took seven years, and uh, but well, what was that's that like? Just get, well, the, the disappointing one time after another when you finally when you get the money. As I'm saying, it took seven years to get a script. It took uh, to convince somebody to do it. It was hard because we went down to Puerto Rico and we finally figured out where to do it. And I used a lot of local dancers because they're so extraordinary. But um, it was not such a bad shoot. I mean, how bad is it to be in Puerto Rico, you know? It was kind of nice. But the hardest part is getting the script right. Endless meetings on who thought this dialogue shouldn't be this and that. And they were actually, at first I was just going to produce it. And they had hired somebody to choreograph it. And I watched three weeks of rehearsal. And I called Lara Mack and said, you better send somebody down here to see what's been done. They did. And then he got axed. And that that was that. Because just not enough happening, you know. It's just these kids couldn't dance. And they needed to be trained every single day. And nothing had happened. So then I ended up having to do it. What was What is the process like of choreographing something that uh, you actually were involved in and, and lived at? Because... It's a, it's got to be 100% accurate to your life, right? There's no... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No... My life is actually more weird than that. But, <laughs> they, you know, I mean, I met Castro and Che Guevara. They didn't put that in the movie because they said nobody would believe it. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? It's too, it's too fanciful. They'll think we made it up. All right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... We're... We, Weird, yeah, like the is. dance you uh, choreographed in Along Came Polly for Ben Stiller. I love that one, too. Oh, wasn't that the best? Oh, my gosh. He is hilarious. I never thought it would be as funny because he's just so, he understands comedy. Yes, and he does, indeed. So well. Jim, oh, my God. Jim Carrey is another one that comes to mind, being so expressive. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, is, is, is there anyone that just comes to your mind that you haven't yet got to collaborate with that you'd love to? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've gotten to work with so many. You know, there's a thing I fear. Another thing I feel about all this stuff, whether it's I stopped dancing, you know, when I knew it was over. I really find that being greedy is kind of disgusting. And so my brain, the reason it's hard for me to answer your question is because I'm grateful that I've gotten to work with anybody I have gotten to work with. You know, I didn't complain when I couldn't dance anymore. Oh, I can't dance anymore. But well, how about being grateful that you got to in the first place? Right. As opposed to, woe is me, I have to stop now, I'm older. And now you I, get to pass along that knowledge, right? Become a yeah, coach, I mean, you know, a mentor. You have to have a help, yeah, but you do have to have the healthy head. Because otherwise, as you know, in life, people, it's so much easier, and that's why they choose the, the path of victimhood. Because it's all arranged for you. You don't have to do any work. Yep. We all have things we can go, I, I can't do that. Whatever. Yeah, I'm tired. I don't want to wake up. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, or this bad thing happened to me, I'll never recover. 
well, okay, don't recover. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say, but I think it's it's kind of greedy, and I have a hard time saying, oh, I didn't get to work with so and so. So I really don't have a catalog of names. Yes. Of who I wish I could. I yeah, completely I really understand. Don't. I completely yeah. understand. I just know every once in a while, it's like you know, you um, maybe had an actor from when you were younger to you just always idolized and wanted to work with. I was just, I was curious if you had a name off the top Well, of you know, I got, like I said, I got to work with Shirley MacLaine, Patrick Swayze, John <laughs> All your dreams already came exactly. true. <laughs> it kind of doesn't get much better than that, you know. Sure, Shirley would go, sit down. Yeah, I'll let me do this. <laughs> I would have to agree. Uh, is I just, is there... Yeah, I was thinking of anybody who is incredibly talented at dancing that I can think of right now. Um, like, it, you guys know how um, Glee and High School Reunion and these musicals, they kind of began coming back into pop culture. Well, you know, Kenny did a great job with those high school musicals, and he's going to do another great job with the whole series he's doing for Netflix. I mean, he's, it's, he's good at that. Kenny Ortega. Sorry, I didn't mention his whole name, but yeah, it's it's coming in big. I, you know, I, and lots of friends of mine are working on a lot of TV shows like Mrs. Maisel, yes, stuff like that, and they're all great. And these people are great. I always say, good, because <laughs> you're there for a reason. Mm. That's why you get picked, and just sort of mope. I don't know. I don't. I just can't think of it that way. Well, I wish I would have gotten. I mean, I did that more when I was younger and realized how, you know, silly it was. So I don't do that anymore. Plus, I can. I'm going to be on this movie the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, oh. thank you uh, so much for joining us here today. And uh, assuming that one day that that movie ever does get finished, <laughs> we are very much looking forward to uh, to watching it as well as Everything else that you've done in your catalog, Joanne, it, it was a it was a pleasure to uh, to get to speak with you today. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure speaking with you guys. Too. Yes, Joanne, so great to meet you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And hopefully, sometime in the future, we can find something that we can collaborate on, or maybe have you back on the podcast. And no, um, that'd be great. Yeah, I love to collaborate. Fantastic. Yes. Well, thanks again. You are well, you're very welcome. And uh, we'll be right back to wrap it up right after this. Hi, we are Vibland. We are a creative network fostering and cultivating growth amongst a community of artists and innovators. Here at HQ, we inspire young entrepreneurs to pursue their ideas and fulfill their highest ambitions. From producing albums to shooting multimedia content to our involvement with various charitable organizations within our local community, we seek to empower and spread knowledge through open source innovation. We here at Vibland look forward to the future and hope you will join us on this exciting journey. Create, innovate, educate. Vibland. That's going to do it for our show. Subscribe to The Vibe to make sure you never miss an episode. And follow us on social media at The Vibe Podcast and at Vibland Inc. on all platforms. The links are in the episode description.
Visit Vibeland.io for more information about the Vibeland project. That's V-I-B-E-L-A-N-D dot I-O. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and vibe on. Hey, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Tell her I'm on the way. Tell her I'm on the way.